T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Former state senator George Maziars. George, long time no talk. Yes. Good morning, Joe. How are you? George, doing well this morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Want to ask you right from the beginning, you know, very close governor's race with Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul. How do you think Lee Zeldin did? Lee Zeldin did excellent. Um, was a great candidate. Uh, he just, you know, I mean, he had the right issues. New York's a tough state, a very tough state for a Republican to run statewide. I I don't know if anybody could have done it any any better than than what Lee Zeldin did. You know, he won. I, I think Kathy Hochul won. Uh, last I saw was maybe seven or eight out of the sixty-two counties. Um, you know, clearly, you know, if I'm advising Lee Zeldin, I'm telling him to hang in there, and you know, there's a chance in the future. You know, you look at some of the um, down ballot candidates throughout the state that pulled some upsets. I mean, the, the Republicans gained some uh, seats. Here in New York State, in the uh, House of Representatives, um, is there something that the Republican Party can look at the Zeldin campaign, look at how he performed through the state, and build on? You know, I think outside of the city of New York and the suburbs, you know, in Westchester County, Long Island, the Republicans did very well. And I think it, was, it really came down to one issue, the issue of crime. And, you know, they've got to build on that. I, I can absolutely assure you that the Democrats in the Assembly, particularly in Albany, are going to do nothing to do any kind of, of criminal justice reform in the state of New York, uh, anything meaningful, I should say. They'll do some window dressing stuff, something that's nice to send out, you know, press releases. But it just with the leadership of the assembly and the assembly being so really centric to New York City and really centric to to Brooklyn, the Bronx and Manhattan within New York City, uh, no meaningful change in, in, in the area of criminal justice reform is going to take place. That's going to put uh, people in jail and, you know, do away with this crazy bail reform. You know, another uh, race that you and I talked about uh, leading up was the Sean Ryan-Ed Rath race, and it was yes. very, very close, uh, but Sean Ryan did win by about 4%. Uh, this is this was the one state Senate ha- uh, race here in, in Erie County and the surrounding areas. They had a lot of the attention. I got a mailer every, uh, every day from one of the candidates. Um, yeah. But Ed Rath... Uh, Close, but uh, will um, Sean Ryan will stay in Albany? What do you think the path is for Ed Rath? Do you see him running for something like uh, county executive? Uh, no question, Ed's going to run for county executive, and I think he'll win. I think he'll do a great job as county executive. You know, it was a it, it was one of those things. We had two really good candidates. Uh, you know, and by the way, a shout out for Sean Ryan. You know, on election night, he congratulated Ed Rath. He, he I know he said that he spoke to him. Um, you know, it's a classy thing to do is you don't see that much in politics anymore. Um, you know, so shout out to Sean there. You know, sadly, 
you know, when you look at New York, and you know, it was a disaster for the Republicans nationwide. But in New York, you know, picking up uh, at least four congressional seats, you know, I think as many as maybe five or six state assembly seats, which was I thought was unheard of. The the the, the real, for me personally, my old home, the state senate, you know, it, it looks like the Republicans did not fare well there. I mean, I I thought for sure, and talking to my friends in Albany and pundits across the state that the Senate Republicans were going to pick up five to seven seats. And it appears like they may only pick up one, yeah, which you, is really almost meaningless. You talk about the, the New York State Republican Party. Obviously, a new chairman um, will be named in the coming months. What does the, the New York State Republican Party have to do to be competitive? What, what are some changes that need to be made at, at the party state level? The answer, uh, Joe, is very easy. You have to get a state chairman in there. Who is who is committed to building the party, not committed to you know uh, 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 building their own financial nest, their own personal financial nest, but somebody who's going to go out there and reach out to uh, Latino voters, you know, which tend to be uh, uh, more on the moderate or even conservative side, Asian voters now um, in the New York State Assembly, the Assembly, the Assembly Republicans picked up a couple of seats. In Democratic hotbeds like Brooklyn, uh, you know, because they, they came up with the right candidates in the right spots, you know, Asian candidates, uh, Latino candidates, you know, the Texas Republicans did it. Ron DeSantis did it down in Florida. That's what New York has to do. They have to get a get a state chairman who's focused on party building. You, you've got to turn around that four, almost four million plus more Democrats uh, than Republicans in New York. You have to turn that around or you're never going to win statewide. Yeah, you look at that model in Florida and what Ron DeSantis has done in four years from barely being elected governor uh, to one of the first races called on election night. So it, it, it's not impossible. Um, but do you think someone like Lee Zeldin, who ran for governor, do you think he would be a good chair? Or do you want someone, do you think it should be someone that hasn't held political office? No, I think Lee Zeldin would be an excellent chair. I don't think Lee is, is interested in that, to be honest with you. I, I don't think he's... Uh, really uh, into that. I think he'll probably go go to work in some big, you know, law firm now on Long Island. I mean, that's just, you know, my perception. Um, I don't know if he's really interested in, in doing something like that. I think, you know, you get somebody like a, like a, maybe a Rob Astorino or, or uh, somebody like that, who again is more interested in going out there and, and building a party from the ground up and, and reaching out to those non-traditional areas. You, you mentioned Florida. I mean, Ron DeSantis won Miami-Dade County. Heavily Hispanic, heavily Democratic. Those Democratic Hispanics voted for Ron DeSantis, and they voted for Marco Rubio. Same thing in Texas. In southern Texas, the Democrats lost several congressional seats on the southern border because, they, you know, they're just running with the wrong message. That's what we have to do in New York. Uh, you know, it, look, if the Republican Party is going to win statewide in New York, you have to win in the suburbs, and you have to at least get 30 percent of the vote in New York City. And in order to do that, you have to reach out to you know, people who live in New York City, people are interested in, in their in their families, and not just in you know in, on economic issues, but on social issues. You know, uh, Hispanics tend to be Catholic, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, against abortion. You know, uh, 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 Asian voters, you know, are co- very concerned about about crime. Uh, uh, you know, particularly you know the, the crime in their own neighborhoods. 
use issues like that, reach out to them, get them registered Republican. That's what the next chairman has to do. You know, looking at uh, from the state to the national level, George, obviously a disappointing uh, election day for Republicans. Um, we'll see if they get the House, but they, they will not uh, win the Senate. What do you think the National Republican Party, you know, we talked about what the state party needs to do. You know, we had an election day where there's a very unpopular president in the White House. Seventy percent of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction. Yet Republicans were not able to have the wave that everyone predicted. What does this what was the, does the National Republican Party have to do? Boy, I'll tell you, there has to be some uh, uh, some real Monday morning quarterbacking here. I, I, you know, Joe, I wish I had the answer. I, I think, you know, clearly we have to move into new direction on leadership. Uh, younger leaders, you know, people like Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio, uh, Mike DeWine in Ohio. Uh, you, you know, I'll tell you, Joe, I just, you know, looking at all the Sunday morning uh, news shows, uh, there's a, 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 at least a slim possibility Republicans may not even win the House. Or if they do win the House, it's going to be by one or two votes. And, you know, that's not really a victory. That's not you're going to have utter chaos. You won't be able to elect a speaker of the House. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, we thought this week it would be a, we'd see Kevin McCarthy uh, be elected as Speaker of the House. And instead, we're seeing if Republicans even even get the House. Does this mean 2024, George? I mean, Republicans have to look at a different candidate than Donald Trump. You know, that's a good, good question. I wish you hadn't asked it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I think. They probably do have to look at somebody, you know, like Ron DeSantis or even Mike Pence. I, I, I do think they have to turn that page. Uh, Donald Trump actually could be a great candidate if he'd stop talking about the past and maybe talk about, you know, building a future and reaching out to, you know, a wider range of, of Republicans. You know, I, I was I, I thought it was interesting. Three days before the election, we saw Donald Trump uh Truth on Truth Social about Ron DeSantis and about a Republican Senate candidate in Colorado. It, it seems to me like just eliminate some of the social media stuff and you wouldn't. Number one, you might have one more seats on Tuesday, but you wouldn't have what now seems gonna, is going to be a huge division within the party. We talk about how divided our politics are. It seems like the party itself is going to be divided um, come next year. Uh, no question. This this race for uh, Speaker of the House, you can already see it. I. I've got to tell you, I I just don't see how Kevin McCarthy can be able to put it all together. And if you get a one or two seat margin, you know, everyone is a is is a kingmaker. And, uh, uh, you know, you're going to have, you know, one Florida Republican congressman recently reelected said Kevin McCarthy is not in his top 100 uh, 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 picks for Speaker of the Speaker of the House. So it's it's going to be very difficult for Republicans going forward. And you know what? It's going to look bad. Uh, from, from, you know, just a perception standpoint. And are people going to take it out on the Republicans in 2024 all over again? Yeah, I, it, it's it's very interesting to see how this will break down, George. And uh, I'm sure you and I will talk more about the national. Uh, before we let you go, I do want to talk about Erie County real quick. You know, Michael Crocker was um, was named the new chairman of the Erie County Party. Uh, and next year, we, we already talked about with Ed Rath, we have the, the Erie County executive um, election. Mark Polonkars, we think, will run for re-election. We'll see. Uh, do you think that is... A very, I know you said that Rath would win, but do you think that's a very winnable seat, uh, a position you know that Republicans haven't seen in over a decade? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at 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 at, at, at history, and and you see that uh, you know with the, the late Dennis Gorski, I, I believe he had three terms. 
And there's a shelf life for executives for when it comes to mayors, uh, county executives, governors. There's a there's a shelf life, and uh, you know maybe maybe uh, uh, Mark Poland cars in the view of, of of maybe some people in Erie County has has uh, you know extended his shelf. I I personally I don't think Mark Poland cars is going to run again. I think he's probably going to take some job from Kathy Hochul and uh, and move on uh, with his career. I mean I don't know what more he wants to do. You know, um, he guided the county through through a lot of tough budgets. He guided the county through, you know, uh, the, the, the COVID uh, disaster. Uh, you know, again, very controversial, um, you know, but he was there and he did the job, good or bad. You know, I, I, I personally think he's going to think it's maybe time to move on just from a personal standpoint. You know, I think the, uh, Mike Crocker, as you mentioned, the new GOP chair is, a, is an excellent uh, choice for chairman. Uh, Mike's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, he'll have a process to go through. Uh, you know, my personal choice, and I don't live in Erie County, would be Ed Rath uh, because I think he was a great state senator. Uh, he certainly knows county government in Erie County. And uh, uh, I, I just think he would be a great choice. Now, again, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the other candidates who may be interested. You know, uh, Lynn Dixon may be interested again. I don't, I don't know. She's also another great candidate. But and that's – obviously up to the Erie County Republican Committee. Now, I got to ask you this, and, you know, I, I hopefully we'll have the people we've mentioned on to ask them themselves. But, George, you, you, you seem to know, uh, you know, everybody, and, and you, know, you, you can predict this stuff pretty well. Uh, Chris Jacobs, you know, his time in Congress is coming to an end. Uh, do you think we'll see Chris Jacobs pop up in local politics? You know, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there comes a time, you know, maybe in your life where, you, you, you know, Chris is very active in the private industry sector, uh, you know, where you want to move on and, and, and maybe go in there. Um, I don't know. I think Chris, again, I'm just speculating here now. I think Chris was maybe uh, uh, a little bit shell-shocked at how the Republicans so rapidly turned against him. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I'd be surprised, to be honest with you, if Chris Jacobs jumped in it, particularly with somebody who I think Chris Jacobs, uh, again, I don't know this personally, but I think he's got a lot of respect for, for Ed Rath, people like Ed Rath, people like Lynn Dixon. I know he does. Um, I, I'd be surprised if he'd want to challenge them, to, to be honest with you. I, I, just, I, I just don't know if he's looking to get back into county government after having been you know, in the state Senate and after having been in Congress. Now, that was going to be my last question, George, but I have one more because it's something you brought up, and it's back looking at the national picture. Are you surprised that the COVID lockdowns didn't seem to play as big a, a role in the election as many had predicted? Were you surprised by that? I'm not really surprised. I think we're over COVID now, uh, and, you know, I, I just think it's like anything. You know, what, what, what was yesterday's headline news story is forgotten about today. You know, I just think people have moved on with their lives. I, I just didn't think it was, I didn't think it was going to play very much uh, in the election and it didn't. Hey, George Maziars, before we let you go, uh, you think the Bills are going to win it today? Oh, of course they're going to win today. And Josh Allen's going to play and he's going to have, uh, he's going to have one of his best games ever. All right. Hey, I love to hear it. Uh, George, former state Senator George Maziars, always great catching up with you. I'm sure we'll talk soon. If we don't talk before Thanksgiving, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. You too. And your listeners. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.